This episode of Speakers of Heidland is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Circa Barakil, Remy Asalia, Omiji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Arcadia Lunashine, Dramavian, Alex Franco AV, Nina Grimstarter, Casey Schaefer, Dimos, Lily Black, Hans Grenade, Sapa Chakwatol, Faris Gentoru, Cletus Oreo, Quick Levin, Luclean Atrell, Ceres, Icy Lee, Lyria Rain, Pamela Isley, Umbral Wind, Naive Aranel, Celeste Raskris, Elenriel Maximus, Edwin, Bob Cece, Fabs and Voidworm, Raimi Maverick, Code Red No, Mira Miri, Winebow Brood, Bay Barbalay, Kaiser Regina, Usora Akari, AJ Brainswordson, Suno Shikano, Gideon Ura, Buster Gearhold, Asuta Starbreeze, Nat Clay, Camille Grino, Huskies, and Face on Masher. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Good evening, Aorsians. Welcome to Speakers of Heidland, episode 243. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston and Rollo Des. Hello. Hello. Um, it is April 24th, 2021. Uh, we will continue our spoiler cast that we started uh, last uh, week. Uh, today, we'll hopefully be able to cover both Near and Whirlit. Um we will also discuss um, uh, the upcoming fan fest. Um, more specifically, the Q and A, uh, and specifically the Q and A, because there's some details about that that worries. It should worry all of you. Um, and we'll also look at the schedule that was also recently released. Uh, I don't know if we have time for Mogmail. I'm going to say no. So. I don't. Next week will probably be fine, so we'll do Mogmail next week. Uh, we'll do that next week. I'm just realizing that I need to do this. All right. Uh, so uh, let's jump into some channel updates first. Um, Core, that is Chronicles of a Realm, will be out for patrons on uh, the 30th Friday. Uh, that is the third part of the Gridanian MSQ. That means there's two parts to go. Um, and I have started... I think I've mentioned that script working for Roar has started, but now, like, actual video work for the next Roar episode has begun. Not giving you a date, but just letting you know that it is working, it's happening, but, yeah, it'll... May is a busy month, so it's definitely not coming out in May. <laughs> but, yeah... Um, so that's, that's that. That's the PvP episode, um, of Remnants of a Realm. Uh, also for patrons, uh, two more things. Actually, there are technically three. Uh, 1.0 stream, uh, on Tuesday. Um, that's very exciting because there's... I don't want to tease it because it's... I don't know if it works. 
<laughs> you know how it is. Uh, so uh, something interesting might happen on that during that stream. So make sure you catch that. Um, uh, movie night is on Thursday, so there will be uh, the usual. Um, uh, what's it called? The um, the thing that you fill out. <laughs> you can send in your suggestions. Yes, send in your suggestions. That will be posted in the Patreon chat very soon. No, it will be posted in the Movie Night channel. Last but not least, May eleventh uh, through. Uh, there's there's a, there's four dates that are of high importance coming up, and no, it's not Fan Fest. <laughs> 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 May 11th, 18th, 20th, and 22nd is our live coverage of Eurovision. Um, that's for Ooh. patrons. Um, uh, starting on May 11th, we'll have a pre-show um, uh, where we introduce you to Eurovision um, um, and also show some of our favorites. It's going to be a fun little, you know, pre, well, pre-show. Um, that's a week before the first semi, uh, which is on the 18th. We will cover that. Uh, we'll also cover the second semi-final and, of course, the grand final on May 22nd. It does not interfere with FanFest, so don't worry about it. Um, there you go. Uh, so now you know we will be covering all of it, and patrons can attend and watch and participate. All right. We should, ex yep. we should explain that because of the date of the grand final... Podcast for that week will be a day later. That's true. That means oh. that, uh, yeah, May 22nd is unfortunately a Saturday. So uh, there will be no episode of Speakers of Heidland on uh, Saturday, May 22nd. Uh, it will be on Sunday, May 23rd. So keep that in mind. So we'll obviously remind you uh, when we get closer to this date. So there you go. Um, we, I, I don't, I, this should still be scratched uh, because we are going to talk about stuff. Uh, all right, uh, let's jump into uh, recent events then. All right. So uh, in recent events, um, there's the fan fest. FanFest is coming mm -hmm. up on the um, 15th of May. Um, God, that's going to be such a busy week. Yeah. Um, May 15th, um, we have... And 16th. Yeah, we have a schedule now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should show it on screen uh, oh. so we can go through it together. Uh, we'll obviously be covering most of this, but not all of it. Um mm -hmm. Let's have a look here at what uh, what we've been given. Uh, so here we go. So um, day one. <laughs> what a cruel <laughs> picture to use. Yeah. Uh, here is the uh, the schedule. Saturday, May fifteenth. Day one. We'll start with the keynote address, um, which obviously is more information about Endwalker. Uh, perhaps mm -hmm. the most exciting part of, of this event. Um, mm -hmm. Let me... Uh, okay. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, that's set to last two hours, which makes sense. Uh, then there's the opening ceremony. We will uh, we'll obviously cover these. We have to cover this one because we will... Uh, I think we should cover uh, How Do You Like Heidelin, uh, which is a yes, lore panel. Um mm -hmm. 
with is that that's supposed to be Oda-san? Who is I'm not entirely sure who that is community. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the the chibi. Yeah, but the, I think the chibi figure is like someone on the team, right? Yeah, it is. I don't yeah, remember the, who it is though. I don't remember community. every person. Isn't it the community? The, like the specifically the, the Japanese community person. Like, oh, is that who it is? Maybe that's the. I mean, I don't okay, that's what it looks like. Okay. Um, then there's a so this is. <laughs> So that, that one lasts for an hour until 6 uh, a.m. BST. Oh, my God. That's 7 a.m. my time. All right. Uh, then this one. Um, we've had some problems. This one, I don't think we will cover because we talked about this before. Like, last time we covered a development mm. panel during FanFest... I think all of the hosts were like this by the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just slumped over. I I, I want to say we were reserve sorry. <laughs> we reserve the right to either cover or not cover yes. this depending on what it looks like it will be about. I need at yeah. the time. If they release more information about this panel, like about what it's actually about, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be able to make a more yes, a clearer d- decision. Because here. If we had not had, su- well, I wasn't there, but if these guys had not had such an awful experience covering the development paddle at the US Fan Fest, they probably would have covered the European one, which was more interesting. Yeah, we would have, yeah. Mr. Apple was just, I'm sorry. And I tried I, I was... so hard. I tried so hard to like be interested. Uh, and I thought, <laughs> oh, okay, so here's an Excel, here's a spreadsheet. And I thought, okay, I gotta stay on top of this. So you really had to like pay attention. But then after a while, you're like, wait, is this the same spreadsheet as before? Where are we, right? What is this? Um, yeah, it just went. It was too much. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, welcome to Naoki's room. Um, this will this is not be, this not be translated, so no. we will not be covering it. No. Um, last. He had some interesting guests on because I remember this was when Rollo and I covered the Japanese fan fest where we lost our minds. This was part yes. of that, and this I don't. This was the white screen thing. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It one? ended with the white balance thing, which yeah. was what a what a trip. Um, and we didn't understand most. I think we followed a translate. There was something being translated. I think maybe it was the subreddit that was translating everything. Yeah. Oh, but. God, that it was, was just the dad light stuff, like for the movie. Yes, yeah. mostly. Yeah. Just like, you know, figure that that's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, very. <laughs> was not what we expected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, it ends with a piano performance. So we're probably gonna end at the latest. We'll end at eight BST for the development panel, most likely. Uh, that's like uh, so seven uh, my time. So that's one a.m. your time. Yeah, yeah, so that's not too bad. Mm. Uh, okay, so that's day one. Uh, day two, uh, Sunday, 16th of May. Uh, so letter from the producer live, obviously. Well, well, it starts at 1 a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. No, sorry, 2.30. What? No, 2 a.m., sorry, BST. They include GMT for some reason for Iceland, I guess. Um, so at 2 a.m. BST, the, we mm-hmm. start covering i guess we started an hour or half an hour before uh 
Um, and then there's Letter from the Producer Live. Obviously, we'll cover that. Mm-hmm. Yes. What a strange start time. One fifty. Yeah. Or 2.50. 2.50 to 4.30. <laughs> Oddly specific. I'm, I'm going to make a guess. Mm-hmm. As with every FanFest live letter, this is going to go over schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, that's followed by Glamour to Life. We have. To, I feel like we have to cover this even though we won't. We have to cover this because it's followed by the live Q&A. Yeah. So, um, well, we might be talking about other things while the showcase is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what we like did last time. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, then, I am, I am intrigued by this <laughs> because I think it'd be funny, funny, but it is in Japanese without English interpretation, which means it'll be very difficult to understand what the fuck's going on for the most part. So that might be our break time. Yes. If, well, I don't know if we're covering the next part. Either. Yeah, I <laughs> well, I was shocked to wake up one morning and see people <laughs> spamming "Who wants to be a gillionaire for FanFest," and I, uh, I thought uh, we didn't we didn't plan anything, f- and it's it was extra. It's been it it was extra um, confusing because I've been working on upgrading. Gillionaire, so we can bring it back. And so it was weird having people talking about Gillionaire in chat. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, renewed interest in our show. Uh, <laughs> no, they stole it. The fuckers stole it. Uh, <laughs> 9 a.m. BST. Uh, they uh, they will be hosting Who Wants to Be a Gillionaire. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fun. Great. <laughs> Good for them. I, I'm Yoshi sure he does indeed watch our streams. Yeah, confirmed. this this is basically yeah. This is this is proof. This is proof huh? that he's Yoshi watching. Me, I, I want as, to bring big thigh to the game, please. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> as someone who both writes questions and participates in not this gillionaire, but in other gillionaires, I will be watching this very closely. And I will be unimpressed if their production is not better than ours. Exactly. As executive producer of the original Who Wants to Be a Fucking Gillionaire, I will be watching this very closely. Anyways, uh, <laughs> after that, uh, there's a band performance, um, which we, we will not be covering. Otherwise the known as the primals. Yes. Um, so... That's, that's that. That's, mm-hmm. um, that's the show. If you're, watching on the, yeah. if you're watching on the day, try and get to the music performances live because they won't be archived. Right, right. You have to be there. All right. Um, let's uh, go back here. Now, there's something about this Q&A that we need to talk about. Because we, <laughs> we talked briefly about how they're gonna do that q a and we're like there's no there's no way they're gonna do that over over something as horrible as like zoom or something right because that would be a fucking nightmare well there's no way the questions will be asked live no 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 they will obviously not do that well there's a post on the lodestone 
Ask Yoshida anything in the upcoming live Q&A. We are pleased to announce a special live Q&A planned for the Digital FanFest 2021 that invites warriors of light like you to join. During the stage event, producer and director Naoki Yoshida will answer questions posed by players across the globe. Don't miss this chance to ask that one burning question you always wanted an answer to. Before submitting your questions, you must read and agree to the guidelines. Okay, so they give you some, you know, do you have to have this. You must own a Final Fantasy XIV service account. And you must be able to participate. This is the, this. Here it is. You must be able to participate in the live event, which will take place on Sunday, 16th of May, between 5.30 GMT, 6.30 BST, and 6.30... That's wrong. Oh, sorry, that's the end time. And 6.30 GMT, 7.30 BST. And here's the kicker. And be able to use Zoom software. Yeah. Zoom meetings. <sighs> They're doing it. They're doing the nightmare scenario. Uh, I mean, they... Oh, it is... Okay, so... Participants must attend an orientation on the day of the event to learn the procedures and to test their connection. And the number of participants is around 40 people. Ah, I hate this idea. I would, if I was in charge of this segment, I'd be so stressed. You have, because you can give them orientation as much as you want. You cannot control them when their mic is live. Like that's yeah. It's just like radio though. When you have a caller, like I know you're calling in. But that's oh, he's about to say something bad. But, Here's a delay. Turn on the button. Yeah, but that's the thing. There's a difference because you there's no button like that on Zoom. You have to do the awkward like okay, ban him. Let's kick him out of the. Can we kick? And we, uh, I don't, and knowing how they deal with sound during these shows, I don't know if they have a kill switch. So and also they probably don't even broadcast on a delay. So oh. I don't That'd know. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. So, pro tip, a broadcast on a delay. <laughs> broadcast on a delay, please. Um, there's, um, yeah, this, I mean, it'll be a cringe fest. And I think, I mean, we're going to cover it. So, yes. I'm not looking forward to that. But, um, yeah. Uh, what if we see someone from our community ask a question and then they ask cool. like That'd something cool. stupid <laughs> well then we would disavow them. You, should, you should be like hey um shout out to one of my favorite content creators speakers so <laughs> like when do you bring back 1.0 <laughs> no oh my god don't even roll out don't joke about that this they are gonna do it all eyes will be on us and they'll <laughs> They'll DM us personally. Stop sending your people over. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yes. So questions will be reviewed and participants will be selected based on the submissions. Select select participants will be contacted via email. Register to their Square Enix account by Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. Um, oh, there's so many, like, they, they, because they know what they're doing. Like, they know that this is a fucking mm -hmm. risk. So there's so many additional requirements and information like, you must ask the exact same question you submitted via the submission form. We will not accept a different question or any additional questions. Uh, 
Mm. Which I want to know how they can vet they that. They cannot vet that. <laughs> there is no way. Thank you promise. Yeah. Um, I feel like okay. The the fact that they say that you need to own a Final Fantasy fourteen account may and maybe Enough. they can threaten you with that to be yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, oh, but it's free to make an account. Yeah, but it's free to make an account. Yeah, but it has to be active. Yes, okay. it has to be an active account. Um, we'll be using Zoom software for this event. You must download and install the Zoom software for either PC, smartphone, or a tablet with a working video camera. Oh, yeah, a, a tablet. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Hello everyone. <laughs> Definitely, like, get it on your phone and just make, like, the loud tapping sounds like, Hello? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 Am I on? <laughs> Can someone please participate with, like, just the shittiest potato quality? I would love that. Like, 2005 wanted- webcam. I want to see five pixels on your face at most. <laughs> Please. Oh, God. Um, you are required to have a working video camera to show your face and must have the camera on during the duration of the live Q&A event. Oh, God. And it's going to be like... I can already see it. So Zoom has allowed people to be, like, lazy like about, like, designing stuff. They just literally show, like, a screen recording of the whole call, and that's it. And <laughs> I, I can just... I can see it now. I see. Maybe they'll back it up. Maybe. Okay. All right. I will. I'll, I'll be very oh. impressed if they do that. If they actually try to make it look nice, but I, I can just see them just like awkwardly like sitting there waiting. Someone picking their nose. Someone like in bed. Someone just having a <laughs> no. snack. I. I don't think they will have everyone visible. No, because is that's like a thing on Zoom. Like why? I know this is an old discussion, but I know that this is going to happen and I'm going to call it, I'm going to, we should have like a bingo card for like all the people that appear on the Zoom call. Like someone will be slouched over in the, in a couch. Someone mm-hmm. will be eating. Uh, someone will be like, s- like s- doing something else. So like, like half out of the frame. Like there's, there'll be a crowd in one of them too. There'll oh be yes. like an entire family on the couch or something. Unmade well, bed in the background and well, also just a lot of just everything. There's people on Zoom just lose I don't know. According to this there's not allowed to be a crowd. Oh yeah, uh, you are the only one to uh, allowed to participate in the event. Please refrain from participating with several people. Yes. So, there you go. People drinking wine. And then oh, someone I is like- probably going to have like a phone call during so you can see them like talking on the phone. I want all this to happen. I want it so badly. Yeah. That is like, that's how, that's how Zoom works. And I, I, I genuinely <laughs> wonder why it's so interesting. Because we were you sorry, we're kind of used to being on camera. But like, it's like when people had to be on Zoom, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm at work, but I'm home. So I can do mm. whatever I want, but, baby. So stand up with only my underwear. With, <laughs> I have my it's dress so fascinating. <laughs> like, I've been in Zoom calls where people are literally in their bed. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? We can see you. You're at work. <laughs> Don't get yeah. out of your fucking bed. Oh. Was, uh, this is slightly inside. But there, there's a popular radio show here. And as a bit... They tried to see how long it would take this like really old dude to get on like onto their Zoom call because all the hosts are at their homes. Now they do it. They do it on Zoom, yeah. right? 
It took them half an hour. And they had to talk to them over the phones. Like, listen, just click the link. Click the button right here with your camera. <laughs> on. Enter the password. And the old man starts start saying the password out loud on the radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, anyways, there you go. That is... Uh, oh, they say at the bottom here. Uh, Square Enix, in its sole discretion, may remove any person from the event if any inappropriate comment or behavior is observed. So, really? Wow, what a surprise! I thought you'd keep them there. Um, so there you go. That's um, that's the Q and A. Uh, I can I can. There's a question. There's there's one like in the well, We may not be able to get through all participants' questions depending on the time available for the event. Mm. approximately 30, 40 participants with an hour scheduled for this. They're not getting through all of the people. No, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's jump into uh, the spoiler cast portion. So if you haven't done, we're going to start with Nier. So uh -huh. make sure you have done Nier before, uh, before watching. All right, so um, we. Uh, there's a big gap between the first siren and the second one. I th no, I think that's just because I I don't uh, I don't know. Well, it's to give people time to turn off. That's mm. we're forced to to do that so that otherwise people will be like, oh, you said the warning and then you went straight into this spot. I did not. I was uh, having a shit. Uh. Uh, so let's that's why um that's for the people uh at the toilet listening at the toilet and that are that have to like wipe uh and get to their computer and 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 mute that's why they're supposed to. now we've given you a lot of time so if you're still on the shitter right now and you're panicking mm -hmm. this is on you panic wipe panic wipe hurry <laughs> all right uh let's jump into near far wherever you are it is impossible really? not to think that when I say near. I, um, I know. I, yeah. I have to read it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I have to ask out the gate. Uh-huh. Mm. As you two people who have, you know, you've played Automata, and uh -huh. I assume you at least vaguely remember it. Yeah. <laughs> you've never played Drake and Guard 1 or 3, mm -hmm. and mm. just now getting through the near remake. Yeah. What the fuck did you think was happening? <laughs> I want to know what you got from this. Well, it's weird because I play... I, do, I haven't thought about what's happening in the raid. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. I'm like, oh, I recognize this, this place. I recognize that boss. But why is it happening? And what is the end... What it the ending specifically is like I don't know what the fuck's what the fuck we're doing there. Uh, yeah, uh, I it, should remind people too. Apparently, this is all canon. Everything that happened here is is mm -hmm. it is canon too near. Yeah. If you if and you're alone, yes, they wanted that. to reassure us that it's also canon to fourteen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We'll probably get. I will. We will definitely get into more of this uh, when we get through uh, to the story. Um, uh, yeah, because that is a, a a a lot of 
there's been some criticism about this specific point for the raid is that mm. if you haven't played Drakengard and all of Nier, the raids are nonsense. It's just a bunch of nonsense that makes yeah, no sense. Like, you go from fighting some, like, you know, android robot things yeah. to, like, I, I guess there's the salt goddess. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> Anvil and Gretel. Yeah. They're there, too. Yeah. The, the first two bosses I can justify, even if you don't know much about Nia, just by saying, this is, we're inside a program. They don't necessarily have to make sense. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, but let's let's jump into the story uh, and then we'll discuss all the, the actual raid when we get to it. Yeah, uh, enjoy your weekly jump scare, by the way. That's, a, that's mandatory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right. See, I didn't get that. I, did, I, I feel like I must have, like, blinked when it happened the first time. <laughs> I, well, how'd you miss it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely there. It's... Yeah. Uh, anyways, um... Okay, so story. We're getting back mm -hmm. to uh, Komra. Um, so the villagers in the village are still angry at the twins, uh, and Anog is still um, uh, missing. Missing. Uh, Konog uh, is uh, has locked himself away in the tunnels. Uh, he also has he has a fever now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, you undress his head, which, um, uh, he, he, what did you, what does that mean, Yuri? He has, they gave him the same hair color. Oh, right. As Devil as Devil and Popola. Popola. Yeah. I mm. think the whole thing, they're supposed to, Anog and Konog are supposed to be representative of Devil and Popola in this yes. story. Mm -hmm. So we lay him to bed. Uh, and then we get the chief, uh, <clears throat> uh, Konog. When we return, Konog is missing. <sighs> Cut to two B, um, looking o watching over an unconscious nine S uh, when they are approached by an unknown person. Cut back. <laughs> uh, you've uh, you've been, you're asking around the village. Um, looking for Konog. Um, uh, you go to the bunker and look for him. And there you find him unconscious near that big egg. Or the moth ball. I don't know what... It, it looks like a moth ball. Um, if you want to be snobby, you can call it a seed of destruction. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Near the seed <laughs> of destruction. Um... The egg then starts spawning... Uh, the seed of destruction, thank you. Sorry, the seed of destruction <laughs> starts spawning numerous uh, two Panasonics. Uh, mm -hmm. And the that's 2P for those that are not uh, in the know. Um, that is, isn't that canon? That it's two Panasonic? Rollo, didn't we have yeah, this discussion already? Yeah, because... <laughs> 2P was in Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. And when they asked what to 2P meant, he was Yogotar was it stands for Panasonic. So. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Two Panasonic. Um so we uh Anog 2B and 9S run in. Um and then oh god, yeah, they start screaming the two Ps. 
uh, and then mm -hmm. they just disip. They just they get don't they get sucked into the egg? Or is that two p? Or am no, I thinking about start vanishing. Oh, they but just start disappearing. Later. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes, I am. Later yeah, on, I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they turn into mist. Uh, the egg, sorry, the seed of destruction disappears, and the alien mothership then starts to crumble. Uh, once outside, the tower is now has now appeared. The big tower. Mm -hmm. The the end of near automata. Is this also linked to Drakengard? The tower. Um, not that I can remember. Okay. I've only played one and three. I haven't played two, so all right. There's but just so much. It's just so much overlap with all the games. So uh, some some things just repeat in all the games. Yeah. Um, okay, so two um, uh, B and nine S has come uh, to save this world. Oh yeah, they sort of apparently. Yeah, I had to include that because I was like, why? Yeah, <laughs> since when? Yeah. That's the thing that they say. They don't say. Is it alluded to, or do they just straight out say it? I don't remember this yeah, part. Do. Yeah, they just say it. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> the chief then carries Konong back to the village. Also, we should probably now mention that when you return to um, the village, you can look at the tower, <laughs> and it is a small tower. It is so small. Mm. Uh, it is clearly a miniature. Um, they've struggled with the scale of things. Uh, and I, I've i always struggled with the scale of... Um, um, fuck, what's it called in uh, Kalusha? Not, not Limsa, but Yulmar. Yulmar mm -hmm. looks too small for its dis the distance uh, that it's supposed mm. to... Yeah, it doesn't look right. And this definitely oh. looks wrong. It's very small. Very, very they small. Got, they got it right with Limsa, though. Like, if yeah. You, Limsa does yeah. look about the size it should be. Yes, I agree. I thought you were going to bring up Wondrous Palace, especially considering oh, you yeah. fly up to it. Yeah, Wondrous Palace, too, is a great example of, oh. yeah, scale being off. Um, yeah, Boratum mm -hmm. is another thing that is too small for what yeah. it is, unless it's just very, very, very deep. Yeah. It's cool to see in the overworld, though I kind of almost wish we just didn't see in the overworld at all. I think if you just had, like, the cave, and then you're like, oh, yeah, it's just farther off into the... <laughs> yeah. You can't see it. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, you'll, you'll only be able to see it before you, you finish the story, because afterwards it yeah. disappears. Um, so, there you go. Uh, now... Let's talk about the Tower of Parado Paradigm's Breach. Is there a reason for that name, Rollo? Um, I haven't thought about it, in all honesty. Okay. But nothing okay. nothing really came to mind when I heard it. Okay. Maybe the Japanese title might have some different insight, but I got nothing. All right. Uh, what? I have other right. things. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we'll. I'm assuming we'll get to it as we go progress through the tower here, right? Yeah. All right. So we enter. So you just break in, Rolla, when you have anything about. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Uh, all right. So we start at the stair uh, well in the tower, which is, I would say, almost exactly as it appeared in uh, near Automata. Um, mm -hmm. We walk up the stairs 
and you have to like activate like um what I don't even know what it's called, but to open the door is locked. Mm-hmm. So you have, have to just, yeah, Ninus just hacks it. Right, that's what mm-hmm. it is. Um, and we are instantly thrown into a battle with the Knave of Hearts, or sorry, Knave of Hearts. It used to be called Jack of Hearts. Yeah. In original near. Uh, this fight. I, I I liked a lot of the fights in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like just mechanically, I thought they were all really good. How did you feel about this one though? How does this? Because I feel like this this fight, I th- it's all right, but it has too few mechanics. Like he starts repeating way too soon. In my opinion, um, he does the push. I, and then he yeah. does the the either middle or side thing, and of course there's always balls. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he does a duplicate, and then they do the same thing, and then that just sort of repeats until yeah. he's dead. Eh, it's the first boss. It yeah, I know. It's yeah, that's true. It's... I like stacking the deck as a move name. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also fun to see people doing it for the first time when he does the pushback because it. it it makes sense that you're hiding behind the barrier because there's something coming towards you. You think maybe he's going to do damage. So mm-hmm. seeing people mm-hmm. just fly off, that's quite fun. Um, but other than that, I think it's just an okay fight. It's an okay uh, start fight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So after leaving uh, the Knave of Hearts, we progress through... Uh, the the memory thing right this is like the hack it, that's the thing we're walking on from now on is like the that's what it looks like when you're hacking in the game uh in near automata when you're like the little ship yes um, thing, which i'm surprised they actually they did it <laughs> they put it in the game yes yes it, it functions it seems to well you're talking about the actual um, Mini game, it's a oh, mini yeah, game, the actual hack yeah, 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 yeah. That's part of the two the red boss. girl. We'll get there, yeah. Okay, so Hansel and Gretel, mm. they are. I've seen a lot of people originally think that this is <laughs> a lot of people get into this fight and think that it's supposed to be trash. Oh, but they're so cool. I think they, they look really cool. cool. Well, it's not that they, it's people realize it's not trash it's just the fact that the first two bosses you go through two bosses before you even get to a, a group of trash in this uh, dungeon okay. yeah. it's very strangely like made where the two tra- the trash is before the third and fourth boss it's not normally that late right mm. yeah uh this fight we we've said, talked about how imp- like they Usually you can tell what rig a boss is using, right? They always reuse rigs. But mm-hmm. it seems like Hansel and Gretel are unique. I, mm. Are these not the, the Biblio whatever ones? Bibliotaps? One from... The... That is very possible, actually. Oh, yeah. Bib- the... The book one. The big book. You know what you know, Yeah. Know. Talking at the final boss of um, uh, library, yeah, library normal. Yeah, that's just know. a hunch. So I haven't looked that that closely. So that's possible, actually. But they do move in a weird way. 
I don't know if that's how he moves. I need to see him again to yeah to know. Ansel uh, and Gretel are very jiggly. They're very jiggly, uh, and they look really cool. Um, they have some interesting mechanics. It is a bit long. Yes, this this is the fight that kind of dragged on a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's been out for a couple weeks now. Yeah, I, have, everything's gonna take long. I feel like. Yeah, it's true. Have you done it a couple of times? I actually think it's gotten faster. It yeah, it is yeah, sl- slowly getting faster. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. Other it just has a cool like swap mechanic, uh, and also I like. Now we started playing near the new near. Uh, sorry, the old the remaster of uh, near uh, replicant, and. We just did Hansel and Gretel yesterday, and it's really fun seeing how they implemented the shield mechanic in because that they literally do that in the game. Like one of them will yeah. shield, and then you have to attack the other. Um, it's very true to the to how they worked in in the original Nier. There's also that swap mechanic that I mentioned, where there's like a tether that shows like their colors, and then you have to be like, okay, now they're gonna swap because there's. They attack in like an X. I don't even know what shape it is. They always attack on the side that they have their axe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So other than that, it's a all right fight, I think. It's... Oh yeah, chat. That's a great, great point, chat. <clears throat> Whoever is tanking oh, yeah. the boss of Hansel and Gretel that is shielding, face them towards the group, so that way your white mages won't get automatically hurt when they use a side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, moving on from there, um, we get to... Is this when we get on the lift, or is that after the, the clones? Okay. We're, this is actually hacking a second door with the, right. next, with the first set of trash and then the third boss. Okay, right. Uh, so now we're, uh, we've come to some trash mobs. Uh, just 2P clones and some... Yep. Um, some of those, what are those flying things? <laughs> those things, you know, the flying things. Um, which is, I think, the only trash. Oh, the flight units. Okay, sorry. the flight units. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think, if I remember right, in this fight, all the two P's scream, like or shout, like the intoners do in Dragon Guard Three, which is oh. such a weird thing to include. <laughs> uh, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, he does. There's just a lot of just random references everywhere. Um, yeah. So there you go. Kill the trash, and then. Their body stay up. Yeah, they do. That's true. Uh, and then they all transform into red girls. Yes, they turn into red girls, and that brings us to the next boss, Red Girl. Um, Can you explain for people what Red Girl is, Rollo? Hold on, before you do that, Rollo, we j- this is very important. When you fight the 2P trash, there is one of them that's called 2PP because of the letter system. <laughs> right. So just keep an, for keep an eye out for that. I like, I want you to kill that last, okay? Let's just make sure that's marked as like a cross. Do not attack. Save for last. Yeah. And then everyone gather around and then kill it together. Okay. Yes, Rollo. Red girl. Uh, okay. This is spoilers for Automata. Mm. 
And I, I guess I can say, I guess probably the biggest revelation uh, about this raid, if if you uh, if you guys particularly care. Uh, <laughs> so the red girl is like supposed to be kind of like a representation of the machine life forms from uh, automata kind of coming together to form a consciousness or an evolved consciousness or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the big kicker here is that on the actual, like, you know, like the weekly raid drop coins. <clears throat> yeah. So if you read the raid drop coins, uh, I forgot what the gosh, coin is called, uh, but it mentions the vault. Um, and the vault is from, is it ending D for automata? Or, I think it's ending, I don't know. It's, it's the one where you launch the thing into space. Okay, yeah. And that, so, it's the one, I thought that was C. Is it C? It's it's the one where it's, it's the, the letter. Do, the letter doesn't matter. It's yeah. it's the ending where you send the thing up into space. Yeah, and so it is nine S. I can't remember. <laughs> but the the big thing is that like okay, so it's literally an arc for the machine life form, so they can live happily ever after in space away from Earth, and somehow people think that perhaps. <laughs> The satellites that came from Earth literally came to specifically the first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that's why the eggs start, not the eggs, the seeds of destructions, destruction from Drakengard 1, which is, uh, they were called like the eggs of or seeds of rejuvenation or resurrection, because uh, they thought that's like if you put someone in there, it'll save them or something it'll help them out uh -huh. in fact it does not do that it just brings about the end of the world and basically if you see a seed of destruction somewhere bad things are about to start happening because that world's about to fucking end and so i i guess for the first. i'm guessing that's sure. what two b and 9s came here to try and stop that they somehow chase them across the galaxy <laughs> to our to the first this i'm yeah. trying so hard why is that they're from a different dimension like the arc based on what you're saying the mm -hmm. arc like tore a rift that resulted <laughs> in it being the first i guess somehow i, I don't know we'll we'll talk about this more later because remember anog says she needs to go to the other side to help out so yeah. So it's more of a dimensional travel thing than space mm. travel. Yeah, but the yeah. big thing is that that AI red girl is that's the boss, like the actual that's the machine life form consciousness, and it has come to the first. Mm -hmm. And there you go. I tried. the The reason we have to bring this up because normally we could shrug this off as being like, oh. It's a cross. No, 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 no. This is canon. <laughs> this is real. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Well, there you go. That's uh, thank you, Rollo. Uh, Red girl. Uh, let's talk about the fight itself. Um, this one brings. Uh, what? Mm -hmm. 
It's very good. It is. Uh, it brings back the the hacking mechanic, my favorite, uh, <laughs> where <laughs> you have to match a black and white. Uh, um, well, you you don't have to, but you have to you have to find the right match because black yeah. destroys white and white destroys black, and then you have to hide behind the the, the correct ones to not get yeah. fucked. Um, that's a cool mechanic. There's also the chain mechanic where she like chains players and her own red girls, throwing them around. Yeah. So you have to like figure out where they're gonna end up. Um. Um. Yeah, it's a fun fight. I I know it. It also feels like it's just long enough. I've never mm -hmm. felt like that's yeah. gone on for too long. Yeah. Um. I feel like it's actually kind of difficult. I was hard for me to keep track of the stuff. Maybe I'll, I'll get better at it, but it's a lot to take in and yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which part specifically did you have trouble with? Um, I think just keeping track of tethers. Honestly, I once you get like the uh, hiding behind or trying to line of sight the bombs for the right colors, I think that's easy. Mm. But boys are punishing with a fucking just insta kill. <laughs> yeah. If you can't do it right. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, so, um, Red Girl, uh, defeated, uh, we didn't mention the elevator boss, but it's not a boss, it's like a trash boss, it's like a mini boss, right? Um, mm -hmm. which... It's the same as the tank and the flight unit from, uh, Copy Factory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really cool, too. Yeah. Uh, like, they, they created that actual fight from Automata pretty well. Yeah. Like the, Visuals of yeah. like the tower in the background. Yeah. Which yeah. apparently makes me really uh, Yeah, I was about to bring that up. It's <laughs> very unfortunately made for people with motion sickness. They can't <clears throat> really look at the bosses. They have to look downwards mm -hmm. at the area. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh Zunji and Mengshi. Who's that again? They're the two robots. They're not anything. In particular, from like near, they're just Confucius philosophers. Uh, can, so I it's like how it's like how a bunch of machine life forms are named after philosophers. Yeah. Why do I not remember these? Because <laughs> they weren't called the two, the two orbs. Wow. Do, you know the two round robots? They're the ones we're talking oh, about. Oh, right sorry. Now. That's what they're yeah. called. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's their names. I have yeah. never looked at their names. I have they're never the, looked at their I, names. I will say, I remembered one of the names. I needed to do the right to look up the, to remember the okay. other one. I, I would have, okay. I, I just called it the elevator boss. I had no idea what they were called. Okay, I thought, this this must be a very forgettable uh, uh, boss encounter because I can't it's remember them. It's, it's trash. trash, that's why. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as Ayla has said... He doesn't like that it repeats mechanics from the first boss. Right. Yeah, that's uh. true. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so we arrive at the final boss. Can you explain this opening cutscene first, Rollo? Before you get to the second part, explain the part where all the red girls appear and then they make the horrible face and then they get sucked up into the seed of destruction. I have nothing fucking for you, Jordi. <laughs> there is. I cannot tell you why they brought the salt lady from the joke ending of Drake Guard One, and also the weird intoner boss from Three. 
and they mixed it with 2B. I I can't tell you. I don't know why they kill you with public transportation either. <laughs> what a fight. What a <laughs> fucking fight. I, well, yeah, okay. We'll start. Let's just take it from the top. Two parts to it. Yeah. Let's talk about the full part of the fight. <sighs> okay. So, um, the false idol um, is um, a boss. Um, yes. Um, what? It's I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, okay, so I don't even remember okay. where it because I'm so. I'm also. I just want to say this is for part. I think I don't think the song starts for, before part two, but I have received an alarming amount of DMs from people that are very upset that I said Clark <laughs> ran away last week and I have completely destroyed the song. Here's the thing, you said that in the post show. So if you don't explain it, you won't ruin it for everyone. No, no, no. Ruin it for everybody right now. You have the power. No, I, I, no, I don't I don't want don't. any more I don't want any more DMs. <laughs> I don't want it. Not enough DMs just from the post show. You <laughs> watch the youtube video as well no no i'm not i i won't spread that curse on you if you like the song then that's fine uh all right um i love the song by the way but i too i am obviously it's been ruined for me but yes it only plays during the inflorescence part yeah, of the yeah, fight. Yeah. it doesn't play false idol so um because i've um I get very confused as to when what what is the what is the false idol face? What is you, what happens in it even? The cloud of darkness one. It's the one that uses the model for the cloud of darkness. Hmm. Um, one of the first mechanics she uses, she has she makes the spinning beam, and you to tell which direction the beam is going to move. Oh. you have to pay attention it's rotating right it does all this all this stuff yeah okay yeah there's that spinning thing which is really neat i like that uh the Very first clever. first time we uh did that i had no idea what was happening and then when i finally realized i was like okay i'm gonna figure out how this works now and then that face was over so i didn't <laughs> i didn't actually learn it um well it's cool uh there's also the the rhythm mini game <laughs> <laughs> the the with the balls in the hole um yeah um there's uh does she do the the things falling down from the the falling um pillars thing the, yeah, that's the second phase god what what fucking happens in the first phase must be shit compared to the second phase <laughs> the first phase has white noise or white note and black note white note is the one I think. Where's the brown note? No, there's no brown note. Shut up. Um, the, the white note is the one where it will pick three random people. It might be a reason for why it picks people. But uh, it picks three people, and then they will have their AOE marker beneath them will have arrows pointing in two directions, and that will determine which way the sort of exaflares come out from the AOE that hits them. Mm. And then black note is just – lighter note and darker note, thank you. Right. Um is just a tank buster okay um there you go um the the end of that uh leads into the second phase where the false idol she comes out the fucking portal <laughs> yeah the same portal the fucking babies come out of <laughs> her inflorescence comes out the what do you say babies <laughs> 
Because the Watchers, they're big babies that come out the sky out of these red portals. And it's the same portal. And you're in Japan where the fucking white chlorination big salt lady comes down and kills everyone in Japan. <laughs> it's all canon. <laughs> this is all canon. Um, okay. Uh, anyways. Her influence, her inflorescence is supposed to be originally Rilla. Okay. So on the most surface of surface references, this is based on a Drakengard 1 boss from Ending E, which is the one that leads into the near and near Automata, um, where you, um, the main character of uh, Drakengard 1, which is, I forgot his name. Sorry. Is it Kane? Something like that. Uh, and his nice dragon girlfriend, um, uh, Kaim. That's it. They, they fuck. That's canon. Um, well, they, we have that well, we have too. that in 14, so it's fine. Yeah. So, see? Yeah. It's like poetry. Mm. It it's like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he goes through the big baby portal from his world into Japan... Where he beats the boss, which is a big lady made of salt, who is sends she actually out, made of salt. Basically, she's made of she's just a big white powdery lady with like her tongue sticking. She's like, eh. yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she said, and you, you got to play a rhythm game to beat her. That's why you have the white and black rings, and then. Th the dragon and the guy is shot down by the Japanese defense force. And that's why near happens. Okay. And that's what she looks like. Not exactly, but she's the big salt lady in Japan. I will say, I don't know why she exists still. Uh, <laughs> Was she already there when they went through the portal? Um, Actually, I don't remember. I think... I think the Watchers bring over the big salt lady. Or I think it's implied in Drakengard 3 that Zero was the big salt lady? Or is that an alternate version of Ending E? I'm sorry. It's been a while. It's something fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know okay. what to say. Okay. I'm just going to isolate everything you've said and just focus on the fight. Okay. So... Why is she made of salt? <laughs> because I don't know, but if you if you touch the salt, you you die. All right, I'm not gonna no follow up questions, Your Honor. I'm moving on. Uh, her inflorescence. This fight is wild uh, because Very fun. yes, yeah, it is. Um, I, I, we must address the trains. Uh, that's where you're gonna start. I don't know. There's so much to talk about in this fight. There's the fucking <laughs> building. There's okay. You know, let's talk about the most basic shit. Like there's some pillars falling down. Uh, it's like the pushback mechanic. You push back and forth, and then they will lean one way or the other, and you you dodge that. Okay. We've you know we can comprehend that. That's fine. Then there's trains. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why there's trains there. There was no trains in. In ex I guess because it's in Japan? 
There's just trains. Oh god, we're in. It does sound a lot like I'm in Japan when I, yeah. when I hear that sound. The, <laughs> the fucking Tokyo Expressway coming right at you. <laughs> the, the fucking mag. Well, the, I think these are like the inner state trains or something. I don't know. <laughs> no clue why they're there. It's just they're just trains, and it's uh, it is what it is. Um, uh, you have to dodge some trains, and you can tell where they're coming from by the the. There's a, a light, you know, the red green. Uh, oh, was that red green blue? <laughs> red yellow green. You know how it works. No I think yellow. there's only and there's no yellow. This is not a traffic light. It's a train light. So it's red mm -hmm. or yeah, uh, black. Trains Ooh. don't have a black trains. light. A black light, yeah. Trains don't need the amber light. There no. is no, there is no prepared stop. They have white lights, which I want to drive a train. So you have to dodge the trains, and then, mm -hmm. uh, which is fairly easy. But there's also like a train coming in, and then there's mobs coming out of the train, like little red girls coming out of the red train, girls, yeah. and then yeah. the, the trains vomit red balls at you. No, the trains don't. The girls do. Oh, sorry. Oh, you know, I am so focused on not trying to lose my mind in this fight that I, I don't even know where the balls are coming from. Okay, the girls are vomiting balls uh, as they come out of the train. Uh, you have to dodge them. Do they just go back in the train? Do you... They do eventually just go back in the train and yeah, leave. Yeah, and then they leave. Uh, trains have yellow lights. There you go. They do. Uh, yeah. They do because it means slow down. Because there might be a change of light further ahead. There might be a red light coming up. There you yeah, go. you might hit a warrior of light if you don't watch it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, I did look it up now. I, I got it right. The big salt lady is called a queen beast. That's who I was okay. thinking of. Queen beast. Yes. Okay. Can you explain why she's called the inflorescence here? Her inflorescence. No, I, okay. I got nothing for you. Um... Well, let's also talk about the fact that uh, she will also summon a building from below that has <laughs> SQEX on it. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's just SQE, but yeah, it's uh, they're throwing a Square Enix building at you, uh, which a building that is labeled with Square Enix, yeah. but is not actually the Square Enix building. Well, we th this I feel like is because they have to take some creative license here. I don't think anyone would be like, okay, you're gonna recreate our building uh, in full detail to be slammed into. Like, <laughs> I think they just took generic building and then slapped three letters on it uh, to make it, you know. It's the Square Enix. It's supposed to be the Square Enix building, which isn't a real building because they share it with other people. There is no Square Enix building. There is a building they exist in, but it's not the Square Enix building. It is building with many companies, including Square Enix. But Can we just talk about how it's a funny mechanic? It's a funny mechanic uh, because you have to look down uh, to see where it'll hit, um, which... Is interesting. And if you get hit, you, people that get hit go flying off the edge. It's like some it's Team Rocket shit. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <sighs> oh, okay. Chad is right. It's called inflorescence. Inflorescence because of the flower in Zero's eye from Drake and Guard Three. There you go. 
because she has a flower. Don't say that like that's an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Do you see how I just looked over at Georgi? Like, okay, more information. <laughs> there is none. There is no more information. <laughs> that's the thing. That's her thing. She has a big flower in her eye that makes Why? her. Why? I can't do this. <laughs> I can't tell you. Okay. All right. This. But not like Undertale flowering evil. It's just an evil flower. Okay. It's an evil flower. It's fine. It's fine. It's an evil flower. Okay. Oh, we defeat her. Um, and uh, that's that. Um, that's the end of the, the raid. Let's run. Yeah, it's just silence. Yeah, there is just silence. How do you feel about uh, the flower was also trying to destroy the world? Yeah, so there. So, I mean, that's all we Don't need get to distracted. know. Distracted. Yeah, sorry, sorry, but I was just. I need more information. I secretly need more information about this flower. Uh, hey, every yard game that you're doing near, go play. Don't play one. Don't play one. Don't play, play one. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. Sorry. Yes. So, uh, yes. How do you feel about the um, the raid compared to the others? Where does this rank for you? Uh, anyone? I th I think it's on the same level, gameplay wise, for me as um, as the puppets bunker. Hmm. Okay. So we. What's your top one? What do you? Which one's the best one of the three for you? Well, I don't have a best one. I, I have. I think they're equal for me. I have a bottom one, which is the coffee okay, factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, um, you don't like the coffee factory? No, it's too. I like it the least. Oh, okay. It's because it, by the time you're done with the second bus, it already feels too long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Angles is the worst. Angles is the worst boss in all three of these raids. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it was a. I think it was a decent end to the, the raid series. I, but again, <clears throat> we probably have to say this again. This type of raid where you kind of have to be in the know, like know most of the game's story to get everything out of it. I don't. I don't know if I like that. It's the same problem with... It's kind of like a worse... We kind of had a similar problem with uh, Omega. Uh, with like mm. the references to 6 and to all the other... Was it just 6? No, it was multiple... Multiple ones. Yeah, multiple ones. It's it's 5 and 6. Yeah. Oh, 5 and 6. It, it was... It, it's like a visual... Visually and mechanically, it's an interesting fight. But I, you, if you... <laughs> If you haven't played any other games, you won't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening. The game isn't helping you because the game sort of treats whatever happens in the raid as like its own thing. And they don't really talk about what just fucking happened. They're just like, oh, yeah, that look, that happened in there. Anyways, so where's Anog? Like, that's that's how the story yeah. is told. Yeah. It's if you if you don't know what this is, if you don't know anything about Nier or Drakengard, the most you can really take away from it is that this seed of destruction, which you don't even know is called that, is yeah. bad, mm. and we have to stop it. Right, right. Yeah. For if most you... people, that white round, the seed of destruction, is just a mothball or an egg. Like it means nothing. Mm. It's so bizarre. <laughs> As a near dragon guard person, whatever, 
I love it. I think this is great. Mm. I had lots of, I have lots of fun just digging through it, seeing little references, picking up on all the small details. I think that's cool. I didn't get the ball because these games are fucking wacko. Uh, but I loved it. It was cool. Um, I don't know if people felt like that for the Ivalice raids because I only played tactics. See, and there wasn't as much see, tactic. That's I, an interesting comparison because mm. I they did a. I feel like they did a better job with Return to Ivalice because they mm. at least tried to make it part of our work like they tried to explain yeah. what was happening in the raid whereas in near it's just detached the evil east raids are weird because they take more that already exists yes and they they twist it yes. to make little sense if you've played the original game yeah but i will say at least during rabanasta evil east was quite dense i think as the raid once uh Ritterana came out it made more sense within our world. Yeah. This near the near raid starts off quite shallow and becomes mm. way too dense at the end to really follow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like we have to do the weekly stuff to like fully get what's going on. Yes. Cause mm. it like some people said in chat, it does end a little bit anticlimactic. Yes. Uh where to be or an anog no, uh, uh, oh, uh, Conog. little black Conog. Yeah, he, you know, they, I mean, they they go oh. through the portal. Oh wait, no. Let's and yeah, let's, just go through this. let's just go through the summary. Okay, so let's go through the summary. We'll get to it. All right. So, uh, uh, so they now we need to close this portal that's been left behind after uh, we've killed the boss. Um, so, uh, to close it, Anog passes through to the other side to help 2B and 9S. So, for some reason. Yeah. And she leaves us with a letter for Conog. She invites us to smash. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 2B and 9S uh, are now left uh, just emotionless on the ground. And the pod uh, explains... She just floats in. Yeah, he just comes in and he's nowhere. like, hello. Uh, the pod explains that they were brought to the first by the orb's power. Um, mm. And then after the portal is closed, they all disappear, including the tower. Um, Go through the baby portal. Why? The baby portal. The Ark is taking them back, Rollo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and... And now you're like, okay, a lot just fucking happened in this raid. What the fuck? Anyways, Chief asks that you inform Conog of Anog's disappearance. Okay, we're back to this story now. We're not going to debrief on what we just experienced. No. No, we have no, to care about this. About you don't have to think about any of that. It'll no. erase itself from existence. Yes, yes. Gone. Yes. Um, so, uh, Conog is left anguished by the letter, unable to face the village. He asks us to return, uh, a watch belonging to the chief's wife. Um, uh, which, uh, I will, this, the whole dwarf story is annoying because they're so <laughs> stupid and stubborn and dumb well, see, it's supposed to be an allegory for how humans treat, treated Devola and Popola. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which is like, 
It's supposed to say, we're dumb. Yeah, I know. But it's so... It's a lot. It's a I, lot. The, the popular endeavor in a, uh, uh, analog thing mm -hmm. is bizarre and has some <laughs> very strange implications yeah yeah um which i hope they maybe follow up on in some of the little side things because yeah yeah remotely related to popola and devil like actually that mm. would be fucking insane <laughs> yeah yeah so you return to the tunnels with the chief what? connor is well, now gone yeah I we need Can to I wrap up because we have Whirlit as well. I know, I know, I know. I know. But like Devil and po uh, not Devil, Anog and Konog disappeared from nowhere. Yes. In in lore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, we return to the tunnels. Konog is is gone. He's left a note behind. Um. And the chief is sad. Um. The villagers still want someone to blame. Uh. And. Angry at the villagers, the chief runs away, which he, the chief is the, he is, the, he is perhaps the most annoying character to me. Because every time, because they are having like this meeting with, I know they are all horrible people, but every time they're close to like a resolution, he's like, I've had it. And then he runs off. There's, <laughs> you're never going to get anything done, chief, if you run away. Um, so he he runs away and he blames them for driving the twins out. Um, but he's determined to rebuild the village, and thus we get our weekly quest series. There's also this like doom, this the one uh, dwarf that's like all doom and gloom. I don't remember what it's called. Something doom. Doom saying dwarf. Yeah, uh, which is part, like it offers to help. I think uh, in in rebuilding um the village so mm -hmm. there you go that that opens up a new quest chain of weekly uh we will not cover that here because it's not done yet so uh no. we'll get back to that when it's all wrapped up um and that concludes it now we can talk about it's like the whole arc how do you feel about this whole thing uh, this experience, ignoring the weekly quest, because we obviously don't know how we we technically don't have the full ending, but we're gonna have to take it as it is right now. This is mm. the base experience. This is a full on weekly too. You can't like just do it one after another. And, no, like, it's catching up. You you gotta come back every week. Yes. Um, uh, I yeah, I like it. Like I said, as a Drakengard near person, uh, I think it's very cool. I. I like some questions it raises uh, about both games, sort of. Yeah. Um, it's very bizarre in 14. It's very, very strange. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a strange fit. Um, yeah. I, I, I like it a lot, but it's still mm. weird. And I can see if, if you were not in the know of that stuff... This meant nothing to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, I, and I, I, I know it doesn't like, I know like you guys aren't like ambivalent towards it exactly, but you know, you aren't deep in there. So like, yeah. I am really curious. Like, what do you get from this on that? Well, it's, I, it's, 
I had a good. I I liked. I've liked it all uh, overall. I've had fun doing mm-hmm. the raids, and I I recognize most of what we've encountered. I think it was just this last part that really got me. Like, okay. Yeah, they go uh, off the wall. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no. It's just a lot. This is just a reference fest. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't hate it. It's not. This see, this is this. But I, I kind of now feel because when we had this last discussion last time was with Omega. A lot of people were complaining about feeling left out because they didn't understand the references. There was especially one reference to Cayenne at the end of Phantom mm-hmm. Train, uh, mm-hmm. with the you know the train departing with his wife and child on it. And yes, that's strange. If you don't know what's happening, yeah. Just like, what? yeah. But if you if you've played six, you know what that means. But now I understand how that feels when there's like a reference in the raid that people are like, oh, it's the thing. And then you're like, ah, what? <laughs> uh, See, this yeah. one does not hold your hand at all. Yeah. Like, no. With some stuff, no. like with some legally stuff, they're kind of like, oh, but this is such and such. So yeah. such and such. You did this and that. Yeah. Uh, but here it's like, do you, do you in, know what that is? In fact, no? in, in okay. return to evil. In Return to Evilies, they will literally do a lore dump. They'll be like, okay, story time. Yeah. And then they just show you like a lot of lore. I was going to say, yeah, like Woolhead just gets all these ideas and like, ah, oh, there's not enough space. Right. Here's an NPC. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, I think it's I think it's all right, but I feel like this is... I think this one is more detached than any of the mm-hmm. other raids. This one feels like it's the disconnect is way greater. Um, mm-hmm. And this is not the kind of raid that I... I prefer the Evilies approach, uh, where they actually... <laughs> they try to make it like more understandable, and they explain things that mm-hmm. you, know, you might not know. Um, I thought See? Omega would be like... Because Omega was the first one that was like that, right? But this one is heaps and bounds. I think Omega was worse than this because you were just presented things with literally no, like a blurb of a sentence for like, this. it's this, yeah. go fight them. But And it's it strictly says this is a simulation from another dimension and it's like... Uh, yes, but at least in Omega, that is explained as th- this is yeah. just a thing that I've picked up. That's... That's the extent of Omega. This, there are lore implications behind it, but you don't understand them. Right. In Omega, there is no lore behind them, and it's fine if you don't get them. Yes. Remember this? this gonna well, technically, Omega is supposed to be canon, right? So they're sort of in the same realm. Omega is the real mm. Omega. So what happened, happened in, in all of Final Fantasy lore. But Yeah. Yeah, but he was just showing us, like flashes from another like from different worlds so yeah again it doesn't yeah i don't know in all honesty though i wouldn't know how you would do a near ish raid (laughs) in this game no without it kind of like you know what this should have been strictly a near gestalt raid Mm. like maybe like at some automata stuff because there's a reason why those games are connected and i won't you know spoil why because the remake just came out. Yeah. Um, but if it if, if it had started out with like, okay, we're in this like the rulish town area, going through maybe like the um, the lost shrine area, 
and like it, you know, it, it's presented within context, as in like these are things in these areas. Mm-hmm. You're learning about that, and then maybe at the end, it's like, oh, here's the puppet's bunker, something like that. Right. And you could be like, oh. but um, yeah, but they're not. Then, hmm? They're not going to do that because Automata is the one that sells. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, true. The remake's out now. Yeah, the remake is out. So <laughs> the, well, that's. That's why this raid has uh, uh, replicant bosses in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a bad raid at all. It's just, uh, I think, actually, I think the fights are really good. It's like, oh, the raid absolutely. is, yeah. I think this is probably the best raid combat wise that we've had outside of Engels. Yeah. I like a lot of the gear too. Um, I mean, some of it's like mm. a little thing, but they're all dieable, which I think is very I th- nice. I think that the first two raids have gear that is too similar. Yeah, I think it depends on your gender. In yeah, mm. that's very true. Different yeah, between the genders. All right, we need to we need to move on. Uh, we we're gonna have to talk about Whirlit, and we're gonna eat into the post show, but we need to get this uh, done. Uh, let's move mm-hmm. on to Whirlit. Um, Do the weekly cast. Maybe it'll yeah. give you some uh, resolution. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Gear change. We're going to Whirlit. Uh, we oh, great. I loved it. Yes. Um, some. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, okay, so uh, we start off. Oh yeah, we start with Monago. That's how we really. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> if you remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, it was funny because they give you like slightly similar names to be like, oh, do you remember her names? Like Monago, Mangano. <laughs> just, uh, I thought that was funny. Um, she is acting as a rep representative for the Alamegan Resistance. Um, oh yeah, they're supplying uh, arms to the uh, Whirlit Revolutionaries, uh, which Gaius is in charge of, um, and she asks you to join her. Uh, uh, Ali has returned to the 7th Legion headquarters to try and rescue Alphonse because that's an ongoing uh, thing Um, Mm -hmm. Gaius uh, suspects that she's going to try and commandeer the final weapon to achieve this Um, Voldelin reports that an unknown weapon uh, has gone on a rampage laying waste to the 7th Legion um so, uh, we, we um, Severo suggests using the chaos as a screen for the revolutionaries to attack while Gaius does not want to place them in harm's way. God, this is a lot of stuff to recap. Um, so that's where we are right now. Uh, mm-hmm. there is there is reports that a weapon has gone on a rampage, which I mean, that's the weapon um mm-hmm. a diamond um did, were you supr- well we'll get to that get to it uh so earlier ali negotiates with valens uh, that in exchange for piloting the diamond weapon and helping him to topple xenos as emperor to provide Whirlit with independent autonomy and to free her brother alphonse which wow that's a lot to unpack so <laughs> uh, valens trusts ali uh quite strange Val- well he, Valens he trusts ali to be self-interested yes 
Um, so, yeah, because obviously he wouldn't trust her 100% because she's not Garlean. Uh, mm. So, um, she... <laughs> so he gives her access to the diamond weapon to help him mm. topple Xenos as emperor so he can become emperor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in exchange for that, he will give Excellent Whirlit... plan. <laughs> and in exchange for that, he will give Whirlit independence and then free her brother Alphonse. What? The, sure, this will work out just fine. Um, so, both parties, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, so when she's inside the diamond weapon, uh, Ali obviously attempts to destroy the facility and escape with the weapon. Now, this was a weird scene because I feel like she did it. She shouldn't have... It's always so stupid when you're like, oh, I can kill him now. And then you announce it. And then you have to, like, wait for it to, like, power. Like, they have so much time to, like, figure out what to do. Just fucking kill him first. Don't tell him anything. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, surprise. Valens gets it shut down. Because she can't hit him. Um, so, uh, <laughs> one single anime tier later, <laughs> she's able to activate activate the overmind function. Because the tier activates overmind. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't think that's necessarily how it happens. I think, well, we'll you find out later that yeah, yeah, Alphonse yeah, is yeah, the yeah. diamond weapon. Yes. And I think Alphonse is like, oh no, my sister's crying. But I'm going to help her. But it's so funny when it happens because you don't know that when you f- first see the scene. It, it just yeah. looks like Tear is the key, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is classic anime. Uh, so uh, we she uh, activates Overmind. Uh, and escapes the facility in the diamond weapon. So, um, now we're back in uh, Whirlit. Um, Evelina uh, has assisted Sid uh, in upgrading the G-Warrior into the G-Savior. Oh, uh, wait. Let me talk about this for a moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some references oh, here as well. This is the funniest fucking <laughs> reference ever. Yeah. G-Savior is a live-action canadian like film about gundam it's it's called g savior oh and if you want to know what it's like it's literally the equivalent of spirits within for gundam <laughs> it is fucking batshit. oh my god that I was, sounds great <laughs> i'm so surprised to see a fucking g savior reference <laughs> Oh, God. Well, there you go. Uh, We have the G-Savior, which has been designed to capture the final weapon. Um, uh, Gaius uh, will pilot it, while the Warrior of Light will remain on deck to incapacitate the diamond weapon. Now we have to discuss the fucking fight. This is the final weapon. This Mm -hmm. is the final trial Mm -hmm. in the weapon series. Do you think it felt... Did it feel like the final fight to you? No. No. Very uh, underwhelming. Mm-hmm. It has... This yeah, go on. has been a problem with their trial series since Heavensward. Zervan, uh, Seiryu, and now the Diamond Weapon are all not the best fights in <sighs> yeah. their trial series. <laughs> right. It... Yeah, it has 
technically one face. I mean, you could say that it has two faces with the like, or three if you want to like count the Ifrit face and then going back to its old, the, the normal form again. But it's really just one face. Let's be I real. It's just disappointing because you build up like this expectation of like every fight's going to have like this big transformation. Yeah. Like, over soul thing. I know it's over mine, so it's different, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like Ruby out. That was fucking insane. Ruby uh, Cinder Drift is so cool. Yeah. Same thing with yeah. Emerald Weapon. Like yeah. that's it's it's really cool. Yeah. And like this could be cool too. It has a cool arena design. It has some cool ideas. Yeah. yeah. And it ends, and you're like, that was. That, that was, was it. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. During the fight, I was thinking, this has a lot of HP. Uh, this is going to be a really long fight if there's a second phase. Yeah. I don't think there's a second phase. No. And then there wasn't. <laughs> that was like the reaction everyone, because we did it together, Gergi. Yes. And when we finished it, we were with other, I think we were with other people that did it the first time as well. And we, we both <laughs> said, and in chat, people said, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's like, it. The fight mechanically itself, uh -huh. totally sound. I think that arena is actually cool with like little warp points. I yeah. think that's a very cool mechanic. It's mm. just not having. It feels weird not following it up yeah. with anything. Yeah, like yeah. The G Warrior isn't particularly it, involved, or so G Savior isn't yeah. particularly involved either. And it's like, it's it's so strange because they they like you said they've already given us this like idea that there's always going to be the second face with the oversoul like there's going to be this and they were always massive transitions right with like cutscenes and everything, but mm. then and then they went ahead and teased a Xenos oversoul at some point. So you already, mm -hmm. I mean, for story reasons, that isn't a thing. But yeah, there's nothing. I, I think that's totally fine. If even if it was or wasn't Xenos, if the fight was the same or whatever, yeah, totally fine. Yeah, um, it's just that like the the presentation of everything felt very underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and while it is cool to fight on a fucking G Savior arena, it's the surroundings aren't that cool. It's clouds. We've been there before. We've done Bismarck. <laughs> oh boy, we've mm -hmm. done Bismarck. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's disappointing. And then I thought, okay, surely they've saved the epicness then for the extreme. They have not. It is. I mean, yes, it has more mechanics. It is more. You know, it's. I. I, I have more fun doing the extreme version. But it is still not the spectacle that I was expecting from the diamond yeah. weapon. Um, but yeah, there you go. That it's a it's like sad conclusion. It'd be almost like ending Shadowbringers, not with Hades, but with Vothry or something. <laughs> yeah. like you finish it, you'd be like, yeah, I was Shadowbringers. <laughs> yes, yeah, like yeah. You yeah. build up all this expectation and cool stuff, and then it. You end on like a fart. Yeah, yeah. But it's fucked up because the story is great, though. Yes, the story is fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just a bit of a wet fart this fight. But the the um, the the music as well. Help. I see chat bringing. Yeah, I was it gonna up. say 
Yeah. I don't. It doesn't help that musically it's not impressive either. No. Because like both of the first two have like massive like changes in the song halfway through when the oversoul is activated, and then in this fight, it's just. It's like I know it's not the same song as the primal remix of Ultima's theme that we got in the first two fights. Mm. It's the same song though. Yeah. And it doesn't go anywhere. No. Yeah, it's it falls so flat. And yeah. just again, comparing it to Diamond and Ruby Weapon is like it feels like this one could have been the first fight. Yes. And then you could have had the expectation of like Oh, this is how the, the weapon fights are gonna go. It's okay, I guess, but that's pretty neat. Yeah, and then you would have gotten the oversoul or like, like the different like, phase change stuff. Ruby would have been like the perfect end because you remember the fucking second phase of that with fucking mm. dollar mood falling, like all yeah. the city states and ruins around. It was crazy. And I maybe they want to go more for like the emotional thing of like, oh, this is not you know they want to they want to make it Alphonse's and the. There's it's their story. You got to focus on them. Yeah, totally fine. I get that too. Uh, I I do prefer that. I think, but they don't do anything really. He just says my sister in the middle of the fight. Yeah, and I'm like, it. I, it I don't know. It it is worth. I mean, this is a tired argument, but pandemic. Uh, They've already said that they're like working at ninety percent capacity now. Like they are, they're hardly affected by it at this point. So I don't really think that has much to do they with it anymore, right? Made emerald during the pandemic. True. They made during warrior of light during the pandemic. They, yeah, they made they made emerald while they were still f like shuffling. Like they were still they were like at very low capacity when they made emerald. Like that was in the midst of all the chaos. So yeah, I I think it's just. I'm sorry, it's just a lackluster fight. They yeah. just, they, yeah, they missed the mark. There too. If they really want to do, like, continue, like, with the thing of, like, oh, when they oversoul or overmind or whatever, yeah. they project, like, a field or something of, like, with different images and, uh, like, backgrounds, they totally could have done something with Alphonse. Like, I don't mm. know, maybe his memories floating by. I don't know. Right. Something, you know. Yeah. Or, all, yeah. or all of the soldiers that, were abused by Valens. So, like something, something visually more similar to um, the final, the final part of Eden's Promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like you could have done some stuff there, and it, they just they didn't go for it. No, I don't know why. <laughs> no. Um, there you go. Also, I, we have to mention that the we never got to pilot. The G Warrior again, no, which is surprising. Well, they they have said that. Yeah, they did say, which is will, why I'm so surprised. We will, so we're gonna just bring it back I then, I guess, for MSQ or something. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect it. Now, no, I because I just didn't see how they would implement it into this, uh, considering that we have to actually fight it directly. Mm -hmm. See, the cynical part of me would say they're like. Are you talking about they already included it it's the stage right <laughs> yeah that's possible they, yeah <laughs> also it's not called the g war it's a g savior now all right they, yeah. they that's what it looks like now so oh uh, well here's the thing post quest that so they suggest during the quest line that they transform the g warrior into the g savior post quest line 
You they have both still in the hangar. Oh, right. So they just made a new one. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we need to move on. Um, so after defeating the diamond weapon, uh, the containment mechanism failed, and the weapon falls to uh, the Earth. Well, to the Hydaelyn. Hydaelyn. Um, yeah. Finding the fallen I, weapon. The Earth as in like... The ground. The ground. Yeah. yeah. Finding the fallen weapon in Whirlit, uh, Ali stumbles away from the wreckage. Um, so Gaius tells us to to take her back to Turncliff. Uh, and then he there's like this moment where he because he <laughs> he does the anime like like eye like <laughs> which uh, <laughs> was very funny. Um, and he calls out Valence, uh, who's hiding nearby, somehow survived. Uh, the factory being blown the fuck up. Yeah, yeah the with, his, with his iPad, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, uh, old man iPad. Yeah, he challenges him to a final duel. Yeah, he, he pulls out his iPad. Uh, he asks Al uh, of Alphonse's whereabouts, and Valens gloats that he fused Alphonse's mind with a diamond weapon, and that makes Gaius angry. Uh, so he starts putting up his iPad, starts browsing Reddit, um, uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Gaius says, well, you've mastered the iPad, I've been mastering the gunblade, uh, and he does, uh, epic move, um, but his iPad so just fucking <laughs> protects him, which is funny. So, the, the upgraded one that Gaius does... It's cool. Yes. I don't like that he calls out the skill. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was very... Oh, oh. Yeah, what well, was... A fucking anime. Yeah, it was, it's turned to anime. Um, uh, it was so funny. Yeah. It's just... It's so quick, too, because it's such like a... Like, haha, I, I know all your moves. You yeah. can't defeat me. Yeah. And he's like, I right, check this out. He's like, <laughs> huh? Yeah. No. Well, the diamond weapon reactivates and grabs Valence, and he, we get. You know, he can't even remember Alphonse's name, which I thought was funny. He keeps calling him the wrong thing. Um, I don't even remember what he says, but he says something stupid, uh, similar to Alphonse. And then, the greatest scene to have ever been made uh, in this game uh, ensues. Uh, he is slowly being crushed by the diamond weapon, and then at some point I'm like, they're not gonna they're not gonna do that. He's gonna just throw him away, right? But then he just keeps going, and you just hear like like, and he's like, oh! I guess like that face, and then they cut out, cut away, <laughs> and he fucking pops! And you can hear like a wine bottle emptying. <laughs> <laughs> Which, really, really dark. I didn't expect that. No, honestly. but um, uh, well, I appreciate that's it's bold. I, I appreciate it. I like that they don't. I like it when they don't show something that's that horrible because the images in your mind mm. are so much horrible mm. than what they probably yeah. could have made. Mm. So I talked about this uh, on the stream where we did the fight original. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, later. I think. Okay. Um, I think this is not the original sound effect they wanted. I think they had to make it less horrible to account for the ratings. I still think. Of the game. See, you say this, but I still think it's quite horrible, 
even if it's not like the I don't know. No, what... I think it's still I think it's still quite horrible. But I think if they were to make something more visceral, it would increase the rating. Because remember, the Foley artist would have to make this, and I don't know how they would like. Maybe this was a simple way to just add. You know, it's just popping a cork and pouring the contents of a bottle out. I think that's that's I, essentially I what the sound the effect training, is. The pouring sound is pretty like, like it gives you some images in yeah. your head that are fucked mm. up. They the sound effect to me works, even though mm, I mean you know it's well. a cork popping and some wine being poured out or water probably. <laughs> but, but it's like yo, that dude got squeezed so much. Yeah, but you know what's happening. Off, I guess, and it. You just spewed out like a fucking wine bottle. Yeah. <laughs> nice tall glass of fucking water. But yeah, I, I think I think they maybe specifically did what they did to tiptoe around the H rating, probably, yes, as well. Because they can be like, no, 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 what you're hearing is a cork popping and some water being poured out. There's not, there's nothing bad with that. It's, well, Diamond Weapons, congratulating guys on a job well done. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's what happened um okay so uh we yeah there's more anime moments will ensue uh because uh alphonse materializes uh in front of him and uh he asks his he asks guys to kill him uh and pass the synthetic orocyte holding his memories onto ali uh, guys then uh, does it kills him um uh it's <laughs> it starts to rain is that is that what wh why is why does it say what a terrible day for rain okay you don't oh. understand the reference this, you, i'm not a, a weeb <laughs> is this an anime reference yeah so it's a full metal alchemist thing oh full metal oh god that's an old reference Okay, well, I've watched Full Metal Alchemist. I get it yeah. now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I wasn't tuned in. I wasn't tuned in. All right, I get it. Uh, all right. Um, uh, Ali is left in a state of shock uh, with Sid investigating whether this is a symptom of piloting the diamond weapon. Um, so she, yeah. You, while you wait for guys to return, you go speak to uh, Avelina, who has completed the monument to Turncliffe's Fallen. That was another quest that you did. Um uh last patch last patch uh there's a little monument at the uh, end of the thing <laughs> mm -hmm. you know the thing um so Gaius now returns and asks for ali uh, she's not she doesn't she's not talking and sid um then concludes that it is a re result of trauma from realizing what actually had happened to her brother when she activated the overmind system um are we Yes, okay, so uh, uh, so he then affirms his promise to Alphonse and his other children. Gaius reinstates his desire to restore Wurlitz's independence, um, which normally I feel like you would need to do more than... Like, they've just... If Garlemald was still stable, <laughs> mm -hmm. they'd be fucked. Like, what they just did, they'd... I feel, feel like Garlemald would just be like... Oh, you killed a legatus, did you? Well, <laughs> goodbye. And they just fucking nuke the shit out of them. Um, but they're lucky because it's not stable right now. Are you sure? Because I feel I mean, like they would killed, do burnt... But here, we killed Xenos. He wasn't a legatus. Yes, was but we... 
What we killed Xenos? Yeah, we no, he killed himself to be fair, but technically, yes. Yeah, but I didn't know that. But we're a Yorcia. Like we're a, a a unified alliance of nations. This is this tiny little port town of the edge of like a fucking mm. out of the middle of nowhere. Without a military well, for the it's most not part. Just Turncliff. Worlet is more than just Turncliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but we don't know how big Worlet is. We actually yeah, don't. So we know nothing I, I, about Worlet. Yeah, we don't really know the size of Worlet. So, but I would assume Worlet still borders other provinces that Garlemald controls, and I would assume they yeah, would just so run. Yeah, but so does Doma. Yeah, but Doma got help from Eorcia. No, it didn't. Did we not free? We did we not help? We did. We did, but I wouldn't say we represent all. I don't of know why you're arguing. <laughs> this wasn't. This isn't even a real scenario here. Yeah, I don't know why you're still going on about this. Uh, okay, we need to move on. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Sid says uh, to uh, Gaius to take care of Ali, since she looks up to Gaius the way Sid once did. Uh, Severa and Voldelin have found some degree of closure in working alongside Gaius. A member of the world at Revolutionaries appear with Valen's captured children, and Gaius tells the orphans of how his own children fought and sacrificed a free world. Apparently, this comforts the children. After we leave, Gaius goes to hand the synthetic oracite to Ali when it springs forth memories of the orphans' past through Turncliffe. Ali has one last opportunity to speak with her siblings before reaffirming with Gaius to live on for them. Uh, yeah, we got some, uh, we got some flashbacks, uh, through, from dead people. We also got to see, uh, oh, what's his name? Westwind. Retartan. Retartan, one last time at the, uh, at the end. Yeah. Um. What? Saw Livia. Yeah, we saw Livia. We saw them all. Yeah. Um, I, I really didn't expect this part of world to really get to me, but it kind of did, you know? It really caught me by surprise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my neighbor's uh, got his motorcycle out. Um, yeah, it's a good story. Um, it's also interesting to see that Gaius is probably not going to be the new leader of Garlemald, but probably the leader of Worlet uh, mm -hmm. going forward. Because uh, that was, uh, you know, was a theory people had that guys would be like in charge of the Garlean restoration. I think it'll be guys is very interesting to me because he is still, he still cares very deeply about Garlemald. So, mm. and it's very, and it, he doesn't really hide it. Like every time he speaks of Garlemald, he's like, yeah, but it's controlled by bad people. Garlemald itself is still, you know, the people of Garlemald are still worth fighting for mm -hmm. um there's also I, I i keep bringing this up but even like when he remember that scene where he, uh, he's with um Estinian and they're in the imperial mm -hmm. palace and Sinos has stabbed um what's his father's name varus varus he he shouts your radiance like in a very weird it's so strange it's so because that will be an interesting dynamic like Part of his story, I think, going forward is him trying to, like, lead this new nation, which is born out of, which is, like, independent now from Garlemald, but he also has, his Garlemald's been destroyed. It's interesting. I can see some intriguing plot points here. 
Um, it's interesting because like he still respected Varus enough to call him your radiance. Yeah. But he was actively undermining his actions by destroying yes. the the Black Rose facilities. Yes. But was he did he not have like this belief that the Asians were like behind it? Because that's what he said when he saw Sinos stabbing uh Varus was who's in like who are you now? Like who who's in him now? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Um, yeah, we haven't even, yeah, he doesn't even know about the true story about Garlemald. So I don't wonder how that will hit him. The Asian mm. uh, construct that it is. Uh, okay, so uh, what do you, um, so uh, now that Whirlit is over, um, how do you feel about the story, like, just overall, like, how, yeah, just how does it, how, what do you think about the story now that it's concluded, it's done, Georgi? It's clumsy. It is interesting, but the fact that there's only like one quest per patch was not enough to fully get across the fact that this was Gaius's redemption arc. Because mm. everyone outside of Gaius is not that likable to me, to be honest. Yeah. Because the entire plan that the orphans had is poorly conceived right yeah oh, they're they're angry young kids though trying to i know i know that ideal so i know that's the explanation is that, that their kids they they don't have they haven't thought this through mm-hmm. uh like carefully enough but the fact yeah everyone exists that's a good point chat but everyone exists to like progress Gaius as a character <laughs> yeah. rather than for their own existence. I see that. Yeah. It's also... I don't know if we talked about this. This is a long time ago, but I always said, like, it's going to be hard for Gaius to get a redemption arc considering what he's done. <laughs> All the shit he's done. Mm. Uh, he's a hero of Whirlet now, though. Come yeah, on. now he's, like, a hero of yeah. Whirlet, and that's somehow... Yeah. But that's why they had to invent Valens. They had to make someone yes. so irredeemable that in comparison, they're like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. That's why they made him so horrible. So that we would, like, forget that Gaius, he's done some fucked up shit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, his arc, uh, yeah, I think I agree that his arc might not be over. He will probably return and I mean, he definitely mm-hmm. return in some capacity in, in Endwalker. Um, yes. Yeah, I think the story has... I think it's a good story, but I agree that it's, like, bumpy. It's very uneven. It's an uneven story mm. sometimes. Um like, my question would be, why don't... The Ruby weapon is very powerful already. Why didn't they try and fight back then? Why did they need to wait until the diamond weapon before right. they started trying to fight against Valens? Right. Yeah. Well, we have to die. <laughs> we have to sacrifice three of us for this to work. No, no. You will die for Gaius's development. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, I felt sad for Gaius. Because he felt sad for his kids. So that made him feel sad for his kids, too. Yeah. So it did that part, at least. And the care, like, fucking, like, the redheaded girl, whatever her name was, and the green one. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, literally had no character. Raycon. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. I guess the other dude too, who we saw slightly more of, but just died as a fucking. Duty. I think Rex has a character. Re- Rex oh, has. Recon is the. Recon is the one that dies in the duty. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. Um. Like at first, you're like, who? All right. Yeah. I know there is kids, but they aren't telling me anything. They're just. I'm just killing them. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> um yeah but like you know alphonse and the girl or whatever it's like oh okay they're they're doing their thing yeah and then you see the sad flashbacks like when they're all together it's like uh mm-hmm. okay mm. retroactively that makes them a little bit better for me it's a shame they couldn't show it more on screen there was at least a decent attempt and i think mm-hmm. It mostly nails the landing. I think that mm. ending is still pretty effective. At least, like, I mean, the climax, I should say, with um, uh, Valens being gripped to death. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. all the people like he that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still, like, a really, like, strong scene that kind of gets across the point. So I can't hate it. I I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Whirlit, even with this cluster fight <laughs> see the other problem i have i said this during the emerald we- when we discussed the emerald weapon was that the other four just like treat ally like a child mm. yes like she has no agency right and like she's really smart yeah she i mean her plan was as equally as bad as theirs was yeah. to try and uh uh commandeer the diamond weapon but She's no less intelligent than they are. She is equally capable of making a bad plan yeah. and sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we... But, you know, they, they, they say she's the softest. So, you know. I if... hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is going to sound weird. Oh, no. But do you have siblings, Kyrgyz? Uh, No. Okay. So... I mean, I don't know about you. Are you like the youngest child? I'm or the, the oldest? oldest. You're the oldest. Okay. And you have one brother, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, maybe less in your situation, but like I had a lot of siblings. And I can definitely kind of feel like that sibling thing of like, maybe they aren't the youngest sibling, but they're definitely kind of the softest. And like, maybe you kind of protect them from your parents or like from other kids or... Yeah, like that's I that's a thing some siblings do, and th- that made sense to me. But here's the thing: Ali's not the youngest of the five of them. Melisandia no, it, was. It's not. It's nothing about age. It's not about age. It's just like, because like for me, it was like my brother who was the second oldest. He's the middle child. He's definitely kind of quote unquote soft. Uh, so so like me and my sister always like kind of protected him you know you know if that, if that makes sense yeah and so I, can, I can see how that works i can i can see thing. the sibling dynamic thing yeah i yeah i just think it was a little too much with her i've we had this discussion before we already discussed this mm. uh yeah. in a previous episode we don't have to go down this road again but um yeah um I it they literally they ha- they have they have tried so hard 
to redeem Gaius. They made him an Assian slayer. They they gave him orphans that he's cared for. They made a villain so horrible, like it, it, you, we had to pop him. We had to squeeze they, him to death. They erased the Livia thing. Yes, they erased the horrible Livia thing. Now that's fucking sloppy. I I don't like that part. Right. Yeah, they made Livia. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's not Gaius. Gaius is the good one. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, if you look at it that way, a little, you know, a bit try hard on the Gaius redemption arc here, but they really want to redeem Gaius. They I want us to forget really what they, he did. What? They just, they did not give this storyline enough, like, time. No. I think. No. I would have loved it if Whirlit didn't end here and that we would have that as like a continuous side story thing going forward. Uh, alas, it did say Finn at the end, so that is definitely <laughs> the end of that storyline. Um, yeah. yeah. They definitely have more plans for Gaius too. Oh yeah, they did say that he no. will definitely pop up yeah. again in, in oh, Endwalker. Yeah. So. And I, I said this on a stream. I think in 5.1... Either Ali or Avelina will be a custom delivery NPC. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. What? That well, that's that's how they're going to rejuvenate Turncliffe. Right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. All right, okay, that's it. I think that's a good wrap up of uh, Whirlit. Uh, thank you for thank you for watching. Uh, thank you. We'll be back again next week, same time, same place. If you're watching live, we're going into post-show. Remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxiv, twitch.tv slash speakersxiv, then youtube.com slash speakersxiv, exclamation Discord in chat if you want to join our Discord server. If you're watching on demand, link is in the description. Uh, send us mogmail, speakersxiv.com slash mogmail. We'll read it next week. Uh, and we remember to watch other content on Speakers Place, youtube.com slash speakersplace. Stay tuned for the post-show coming live right now. Goodbye! just listened to an episode of Speakers of Eidolon, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.